0: Welcome to your weekly social Jack Influence Factory. Introducing your
1: coaches, Dean Delisle, Kate Hassett, and Jackson Delisle. Hey, look at that! It's like it's like we know what we're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there. I know, I know. Welcome, uh, welcome everybody to the uh, Influence Factory. Another exciting episode. We're having a, a old friend with some new tricks on today about Google Analytics and and ways to climb our businesses and the influence of our business to the top of all the search engines. So we're excited about that. <clears throat> Jackson, you're uh, you're in a different location today, and I'm in a different uh, studio today. But you are uh, live. I'm actually
2: from-
1: live from New
2: York. No, I'm just kidding. That's a picture. <laughs> it's not an actual window. I'm from the Indiana office, so
1: there you go. The Indiana office. Kate's here with me in Chicago. So we want to welcome everybody to another episode of the Influence Factory. Uh, and uh, Kate, uh, where can people join you on social media if they want to tweet and all that good stuff?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we're on Facebook and LinkedIn, obviously at Social Jack, and then on Twitter at Get Social Jack, And we're using the hashtags Influence Factory and Got Influence. So if you have any questions, you can tweet us there, or of course, you can use the questions box in GoToWebinar.
1: Yeah, for sure for sure for sure. Okay, cool So uh, with that being said we want to give everybody a hearty welcome uh, and remember to maximize your learning uh, turn off um, You know, maybe take this uh, little device here that distracts all of us and we'll talk about distractions today Uh, Turn that over so that you don't get those distractions Uh, Make sure you close your email take some notes tune in and you will always learn something from us for sure and then um, also, uh, remember, if you want to engage with us on social media, uh, you can engage with us. You might be online. We notice that some of you are on the telephone. We also uh, noticed that um, uh, if you have, uh, you know, a smartphone, which everybody has, uh, oh, Lori says, yay, Indiana. There you go. Uh, so um, so you have another Indiana fan there, Jackson. Uh, So if you have a mobile device of any sort, you can uh, download the app, the GoToWebinar app, and you can take us on the road with you. Uh, But our public service announcement is don't drive and view. You know, you can listen. Uh, And so you can listen to us on audio. You can watch us on video that way. But you can also click on join audio, and a lot of you just dial in and listen. So that's pretty cool as well. So there's all kinds of options. And then, Jackson, when we're done – These go up on a variety of sites. Can you rattle those off quickly for everybody?
2: Yes. uh, The audio goes on to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Spreaker, and SoundCloud. And that's for the podcast. That's if you're driving. And then if you aren't driving and you're sitting in a nice location, a Starbucks, your car – or not your car, uh, your office, you can look at uh, YouTube. And you can subscribe and actually get notified when the recording is uploaded. So make sure to check that out. Uh, Also on iTunes and Google Play, you can get notified as soon as those new recordings are added.
1: Right on right on and just uh, and then so uh, we want you to engage because the secret of all Great social media success and really digital success is about engagement is the step before conversion So just so that we can go into practice Please look at the go to webinar taskbar right now And if you if you're losing it, it's that little daisy that you can click on and it pops up to the top so you should see our faces Uh, You should see the screen, How to Engage with GoToWebinar Interface. And uh, the question of the day, we always ask, and we want you to respond in the questions area, growing up, when you were growing up, and I know some of us aren't always growing up, but growing up, what, um, what was your favorite cartoon? What was your favorite cartoon? So what was your favorite cartoon? So Jackson looks like he's thinking, Kate, what do you think? What was your favorite one?
0: we were talking about hey arnold before but i think mine was probably rugrat
1: <laughs> oh, there, us. Lori said Rugrats, too. <laughs>
0: yes, me and Lori, we're on the same page here. Rugrats was absolutely my jam. And then they had the movies, so I had to go see all those. So, yeah, Rugrats, absolutely. Oh, so we got a cl-
1: we got a Dick Tracy in here, no clutch cargo, but uh, I was uh, torn between Bugs Bunny, a lot of Bugs Bunny and Wally Coyote and all those, but, uh, but also Speed Racer. I was a big Speed Racer. We have Jetsons coming in uh, and, uh, Looney Tunes, right? So everybody's going, I'm, I'm old. Twisted fairy tales. Jackson,
2: what about you? I don't know. There were so many, I mean, you know, Good I, one, I'm a big, big one. I'm, I know I'm a big TV person and I just, all I do in my free time is watch TV. Uh, but I, I gotta say, yeah, Rugrats was probably a, a big one uh that i watched the most i mean i watched it recently and it's a lot freakier than i remember it it was really like it's honestly it's weird it's just it's yeah but it's uh yeah
1: uh, oh ren and stimpy now we know okay does it Ren and stimpy and then andy checked in our guest today checked in with johnny quest super retro i remember johnny quest that's awesome and then uh, Lori's like, Rocco's modern. So uh, remember, there's always a social part of somebody like this that you can get to know. And so social media and social selling, things that we train and coach you on and building your influence, it's always cool to have this part or know this part about somebody. So we like to give you these social questions to practice with here, and then... One of our public service announcements is: a lot of times people shut down and they go, "Oh, nobody's talking any business for the next four days." Well, it's okay, but you can still build relationship by being connected and with somebody. And remember, we have you know Memorial Day coming up, and we want to honor uh, those that have served. And so there's connection there. There's connection with maybe even a simple, fun question, social question like this: "Hey, what was your favorite cartoon growing up?" And I always think of uh, Kate. I always think of. Uh, What do you call it? The uh, movie elf when he picks up the phone and he's like, you know, what's your favorite color? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Exactly.
1: Social's about being social, you know, so even though we talk about generating business and creating influence, let's uh, have some fun about all this. So uh, so anyway, that's our PSA for today. Uh, So hopefully everybody's. uh, good on all that cool stuff Uh, we have uh, uh, for Social Jack members and hopefully most all of you are members because we make it uh, super ridiculously low cost but you have access to over 300 classes social selling courses influencer development courses events and special discounts for all events which we're going to talk about in a second Uh, and all the forms are uploaded so as we have uh, tons of forms up there then cheat sheets and as we develop courses we put all the forms to all the courses in there so people are paying and thousands of dollars to go to courses you guys get them absolutely free. free so super cool also we have member discount codes that come to you so uh, Jackson will be sending out a member discount code for a very special event we're gonna talk about here in just a minute before we talk about that event we have the Alliance which is a 2018 summer conference coming up July 17th to the 19th here in Chicago if your financial wealth management MA will be there, <clears throat> come and see us for sure. If you need discounted tickets, contact us. Uh, also, uh, Thursday is our Chicago uh, networking event for Influence Factory, uh, how to add influencer marketing to your next event, new hacks revealed. So this is going to be interesting because we have uh, Kate is going to be interviewed. We have a uh, mobile um, engagement app a uh, company, uh, meet app, Sal is gonna be interviewed. We have Manny, uh, who's gonna be interviewed and he's about event fun and cool stuff and creating liveliness. And then here in Chicago, we're gonna have Lou Malnati's pizza and a bunch of craft beer and wine. And uh, who knows what else? Uh, we'll have tons of prizes. We have a bunch of giveaways, but we can only fit 50 people. So we're just announcing this this week. Uh, And we have, uh, we already have about uh, 10 people uh, uh, committed out of the 50. So now we're down to 40. So you guys use SJ100, write this down right now. And Jackson, where do they go to? They have a link that they can go to if they can make the Chicago class. And if not, register for the stream and you can be online with us because I know people are scattered throughout the country. So Jackson, what is that link?
2: My influence factory.com slash studio event.
1: Right. So Jackson's, I think it's studio hyphen event. So yeah. he is sending that link to everybody right now, but if you can be there live, please do not take the ticket. If you cannot show up because we're going to have food dinner and everything for you guys, SJ 100. It's on the 14th of June. No, it's not at 1 PM. That's wrong. Uh, it's from five, uh, 5 PM on right, Kate?
0: Yes. Five to nine.
1: Okay, so Jackson, we gotta change that. So five to nine. So come in, network, have dinner with us, cocktails, uh, be part of the live program that's gonna be streamed. And then uh, we're also shooting videos. So if you wanna do a free promo video for your company, come on in, we're gonna shoot that as well. But we can only do 50 that evening. So uh, that's all we can uh, do. But thanks to our sponsors, you get all that stuff. But SJ100 only goes to you folks. Everybody else uh, is paying for those seats. Okay. So uh, hopefully you can go and we're excited to have you. So real quick, let's jump to the news and then we'll get to our guest. So um, with that being said, uh, who's got, uh, let's see, we'll do five ways B2B brands should use social media. Who's got that?
0: I do, so um, B2B marketing, we've been talking about the last couple weeks because there's this huge shift in how people are doing their B2B marketing for the longest time, all these B2B companies just weren't marketing themselves, right? People didn't know about them, so now, as we're kind of bringing the social back into social media, we're seeing a lot of new movement. Um, This article, I suggest you take a look at it, it was from a panelist from the Social Shakeup, which was a pretty big uh, B2B conference that recently just happened. One of my favorite quotes that I just want to share is um, that social media is the millennial's search engine. You need to have a presence and content there when they go searching. So a lot of people are asking, why am I doing this? If I'm not getting a lot of engagement, you're doing it for that online presence. But if you want to boost that engagement, there are five really good ways to be posting B2B content on social media, one of which is recruiting talent. I know we've posted for interns on social media and Gotten a great response. If you're looking for, um, for our guest today, Andy, I see him tweeting out for other companies. This company is hiring, check them out. So great way to engage with like-minded individuals there who might be looking for a job opportunity. Also on the list is industry leadership, those thought leader articles. We do that a lot for our clients. We find the most engaging articles and repost them, repurpose them on their accounts. Also, one I thought was interesting because we just dealt with this is customer support. We just dealt with a company recently that I couldn't get them to answer any of our customer support questions, and I had to reach out via Twitter to get a response. And then I got a response from a competing company saying, I'm sorry, they haven't gotten back to you. And they tried to sell to me in my (laughs) inbox. So really great way to do some B2B marketing online is customer support. And then, of course, we have awareness and corporate social responsibility, which is the new employee advocacy. So really great stuff in there. Um, You know, you want to have that presence. You want to keep it. That's
1: also uh, considered social business gets mixed in there, too. So you guys might have heard that term, but social business is a big thing about corporate social responsibility, being a social business from the inside out into the community. So uh, if you want to Google something, social business is another, has a lot of other good content in there.
0: Love it. Yeah, really great article, really good infographic from social media today. So check it out in the follow-up email, but that's just what I wanted to share with you.
1: Right on, right on. And if you want other news articles like this, just tune into the Social Jack at Get Social Jack. Those are tweeted out every single day. The ones we think that will help build your influence. So, real quick, uh, 60 seconds or less. 10 LinkedIn hacks. So we'll have to pick the very best one. Or things you didn't know.
2: Go. All right. 10 LinkedIn hacks or things you didn't know. If you scroll down to number one, LinkedIn's photo uh, cover photo changes, which we've discussed before. It moved from the center. It's now on the left-hand side of the profile. So make sure that your cover photo, uh, nothing's hidden by your uh, profile picture. Make sure that you make those changes and make those updates in order to uh, constantly be uh, able to show everything in your cover photo. Also, uh, in this article, it shows the uh, dimensions that your cover photo should be and where the uh, picture will show up for on your mobile device as well as your desktop uh, you know one and more
1: th- hold on hold on I noticed too that uh, in the mobile device they actually switched back they actually switched it and then um, it actually switched again did you notice that guys so uh, so LinkedIn is still not settled in here but it's still in the center so you have to deal with now making sure that that you know, your, your cover photo is flexible. And so you don't cover either one of those spots. So i just want to throw that out there.
2: Yeah. So the, the example that they give you is very, is a very good example where they're, the information that is important is around those two spots and will not be covered. Now, if you scroll down to number two, this is the last one we're going to cover just due to time. Stop sending prospects to your competitors LinkedIn. (laughs) profiles. This I thought was really good to share and this is why I didn't want to just brush over this one. So this one is important because in your settings you can now turn off the people also viewed function in your profile. And that is a big thing. So people also viewed people similar to you. You don't want to send your prospects to people similar to you because people similar to you are doing what you're doing, but you're not going to get you know that client. You're not going to get that prospect. So make sure to go in, check those settings. Make sure people also viewed is turned off. That is something I have to do now that I've you know read this article and I'm saying <laughs> it. I, yeah, I'm in the back of my head going, did I go in and do that? I forgot to. So. Uh, it's definitely something to look into and the rest of this article uh, will be in uh, the app.socialjack.com if you don't have an account you can uh, go in and you can view this anyway you like it's you don't need an account to view this but you will get discount codes to our live events and things like that if you uh, do have an account so I would you know suggest that
1: Right on. Okay, so let's get get into our, uh, let's get into a quick lesson and then we're gonna bring our uh, guest on today. So quick question for everybody that's on with us today. Are you a business influencer? And thanks uh, Kate and Jackson for that great news. Um, And then are you a business influencer? I'm giving you 20 seconds to click the button. So yes, no, not sure. So there we go. So real quick. Hey, Nancy, good to see you on today. All right, so there you go. So uh, super quick. Um, uh, the, the correct answer is 29% of you say not sure. So one thing that we always want you to know that each and every one of you are a business influencer. So, uh, you know, so always be sure about that. Always take it to the next level. Robert uh, puts in here, he's a business advisor. So we're always giving people advice in whatever capacity we are, even if you're entry level, I don't care if you're an intern that's listening in. You are a business influencer. You're influencing people to make a decision. You're influencing people to move one direction or, or another. And if you own it and claim it, you will always make sure that you continue to grow your influence. You'll hold a consciousness for that. And that's what we're here for as well, to help coach you along that path. So today, real quick, uh, just in 60 seconds, we're gonna. I have a quick lesson for you. So one of the things that we've been talking about is hashtags. Remember that hashtags are an easy way uh, in your uh, LinkedIn, or if you go on the uh, homepage of LinkedIn, you'll notice here we have Chicago Southland. They're one of our clients. And you'll notice that down in here, they have hashtags. Well, hashtags are are designed to connect you to other trends. And so the reason you want to use hashtags even now in LinkedIn or at other platforms as well is because it's a good way to connect. We're going to have Andy come on here in just a minute. And he's going to talk about Google, you know, keywords and things like that. These 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 go hand in hand that if you want to own something in your space. So Robert put in business advisor. So a business advisor specifically could be to insurance, could be for Uh, Could be for banking could be for accounting could be attorney depending on what kind of advisor you are you want to specifically attach yourself to people that are Interested in that content about you and then own that own that in every piece of content that goes on the internet in all your profiles. So if you want that lesson the whole uh, 200 series uh, actually 100 series and 200 series in social jack Touches in that in different ways for your profiles and content, but heck with all that now because now we're going to talk about some other cool things like how to get your uh, business to the top how to get your business famous uh, and and really create influence for your business so I'm gonna bring on uh, Andy Crestodonia our guest today here live in Chicago majored in Mandarin Chinese in college and worked in some um, uh, Asian uh, hospitality jobs as well whereas Red Sox every day thinks that Google Analytics is actually fun and has a three week old baby. Congratulations, Sandy, on that great baby. Thanks.
3: Thanks very much, Dean. There she is, she's right there, look. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in true form, she's uh, smiling for the camera.
1: So were you showing her some bad analytics when this picture was actually taken?
3: <laughs> yeah, she just, uh, we were reviewing some accounts together and she noticed that um, that company didn't have their conversion set up, so she got very upset.
1: Ah, got it, got it, got it. So, uh, and, well, Andy, I just want to tell you it's always a pleasure to have you on. I always learn so much. We always have, we already have a whole bunch of questions that were submitted ahead of time, which uh, okay, probably a new record. But I guess what you know, I'm most. In, I've known you for quite some time, and did we meet at Social Media Strategy Summit? I think that's the first time we met in person. Okay. I think
3: we had done something online before that, but yeah, that's uh, two, three years ago. Was uh, right one of those events here downtown. Yeah.
1: Right. And I think you were uh, with us in the early days of like Social Jack TV and some of the other fun Mm -hmm. projects that we've Mm -hmm. done in the past. Um, But I just want to say that no matter who I mention your name to, they're like, oh, my gosh, his stuff is great. And so I just want to thank you for being sort of that source of integrity and knowledge and commitment and the fact that I always learn something new from you. So I just want to thank you personally for, you know being a friend of ours and, and always being there. So,
3: Well, thank you for the opportunity to collaborate and, uh, and for the pressure to keep my, my A game going. It's, uh, <laughs> you hear that kind of thing. It's
1: like, Oh man, what else am I going to do? I gotta. Yeah. What's some, next? Uh,
3: yeah. It's uh, but yeah, it's good. Um, uh, it's fun to teach. So that's what we get to do in this world. And, uh, I love it.
1: Now, um, I'm going to ask you this. I don't know. I should know this, but both my parents were teachers. Did you have any teachers in the family?
3: Uh, not formally, although when I did get that degree in Mandarin, my only plan for how to use it, because this was like the early 90s, I was like, what can I do with Mandarin? I mean, it turned out there's lots of things you can do with Mandarin, found out later. But uh, I decided to get certified to teach. So my you know, plan A for me uh, would have been to be a high school Chinese teacher in Iowa. That's the what if history. That's one of the things I might have done had <laughs> I... Uh, plan B came along pretty quick because I was living in China in 1996 and fluent in Mandarin in in China in 96. I probably could have stayed and who knows what would have happened then. Um, But we're going with plan C and D. So I'm here in Chicago, uh, co-founder of a web design company. And uh, as you know, uh, content marketer.
1: Yeah, Orbit Media. So we'll make sure everybody gets those links and credentials. So uh, give me a little bit before we get into the hardcore thing of analytics and how to climb to the top and all the cool new things that you've you know, know about, uh, that, that are happening that can help us all out. So how did you get like here? Like, you know, so you've got, you went from like Mandarin Chinese in college and now you're, you know, this, this great influencer in this space, you speak all over the country. Um, you're on great programs like influence factory. And then, uh, and then, you know, how did you get here?
3: Well, I was going to be in it. I was an IT recruiter. We were talking about our backgrounds, right? Like, uh, We were both doing different things in the late 90s. I decided I I wanted to make stuff be creative. Uh, I wanted to use both halves of my brain, right? It's like art and science. So how can I do that? And web design turned out to be one of those things. And I just, we started a company, didn't quit, just kept going. So this was, you know, this is like 17 years ago, 18 years ago. Um, But then starting around 10 years ago, we all, so I've done SEO since way back, like 2000 and 2001. Analytics since before Google Analytics, back when we used right. Web Trends and Urchin. But oh, yeah, yeah uh, historic digital legacy stuff. But, um, but it was around 10 years ago that you and I and a lot of us saw this opportunity or saw the writing on the wall, saw what was happening and how blogging and social media and search optimization and email marketing were all coming together into one unified structure, right, and framework and, and uh, strategy called content marketing. So I've been content marketing since 2007, which is a little earlier than some, not all of course, but um, those of us that got that active early and uh, pushed ourselves to be present and engaged and um, it just, one thing led to another and it's just, probably I've just been doing it a bit longer than some.
1: No, absolutely. And what was interesting, as I was just playing in my head, that was this transformation between traditional SEO remember back in the day when uh, I always say that it's just that You know, you're a dad and you're old now. So it's like but it's like so um. but but so back in the day we you know We used to like uh, we there was all these things to submit your website to the search engines yeah. and there was all these tools to like, you know, make sure you do this and it was like step one step two step three and there was all these automated tools And then there was like the backlinking then there was the fake backlinking and the real backlinking, mm-hmm. You know and all the transformation that has gotten us to today and and, uh, you know, the search engines have gotten smarter to filter out, you know, anything that's uh, sorta, uh, I don't wanna say fake, but things that you try to shortcut a little bit. But then they they went into search engine marketing. I'd love to hear your version of like SEO versus SEM, search engine marketing.
3: Well, I'm not sure if everyone even agrees on this. Here's my best understanding. Uh, There's two kinds of marketing, content marketing and advertising. Content marketing is for people that have more brains than budget. <laughs> advertising is for people that have more budget than brains. <laughs> I like so it's a, it's a
1: Can, we call you a, can I quote you no, on that? That's awesome.
3: Guy Kawasaki from way back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, have, okay, okay. He said this. If you have more brains than budget, do inbound. If you have more budget than brains, do outbound. But that's content marketing and advertising.
1: What if you have Sorry. brains and budget?
3: You could use both. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they don't include each other at all. So in search, they are a, a classic search results page, and you almost never see them anymore, right? But it would be th- you know four ads and ten blue links. The four ads at the top, that's advertising. The organic links below it, that's up op- that's organic, right? Right. So PPC and SEO. So my my understanding is that search engine marketing is all of it. Uh, PPC is advertising. As, uh, organic is SEO. But together, that you could call that. Generically, the umbrella term would just be search engine marketing, which is both, you know, brains and budget, ads and um, content.
1: Right. And butts and seats if you're filling events. So <laughs> whatever your conversion <laughs> is. Absolutely. Um, so if you think about it, you know, when you're working with a client so, you know, so I guess you're you're doing some. Maybe a kinder sort of words, but if we're if we're asking ourselves, most people on with us are business leaders, business owners, people that want to figure out, you know, which direction should I, should I go? What are some of the questions that you ask people when you first engage to determine what route, you know, what, what route should they go?
3: Right. Well, everything. Ha- t- the last dot, of course, connects to the audience, so you might as well start there and work backwards. So, for a lot of businesses. Um, that audience is needs help and knows it and is looking. And for those businesses, they have an opportunity in search. If your audience already has intent and they know what they want and they're typing it into a keyboard in Google, then you have an opportunity in search. If your audience doesn't, doesn't look for you, right? Maybe you're an inventor or you did something so innovative, no one's ever heard of it, right? It's like a novel idea or it's a purely uh, discretionary expense then you might need to use advertising or maybe you have an opportunity in social. The difference is intent. So just could take social and search, keep it simple. Visitors in search are busy and they have strong intent and they're looking for something that will meet their expectations. Visitors in social are bored. They don't really have any specific intent. They tapped on glass, they didn't type on a keyboard. Right. And, they, and what works there is something that is a little bit unexpected. So it's meeting expectations versus being a little bit unexpected. It's talking to people who are in a hurry versus talking to people who are kind of distracted. So when you look at a business model, you kind of get a feel for it. You're like, like I met this company, they do a exercise, an exercise bike that goes under your desk and you just pedal while you work. Cool idea. I'm not <laughs> right. looking for that. No one's right. looking for that today. <laughs> Their opportunities are more on the social, you know, they'll probably do great in social. People who like these other topics might like them. In social, you know exactly who they are, but nothing about what they're thinking. In search, you know nothing about who they are, but everything about what they're thinking. So simply by looking at their business model and who they target and what that audience's context is, uh, you can almost immediately tell whether that company has an opportunity in social or search or what what might work best.
1: Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's, I was just thinking, I always think funny things. So, uh, I was just thinking, did they invent a seat with fans in it too? Cause I'm thinking to myself, if you're that like, is. I've never been the one to like. you know, I'm, I love going to the gym and things like that, but I've never been one to like have, um, the exercise equipment in my office in any capacity because to me it's mm-hmm. like I don't know why but I do know there's treadmill desks treadmill I met the guy that invented te- I went to a Hawks game with a guy that invented treadmill desks which was a fascinating story but again you know it's a $1,500 desk so you know you have to sort of not be you're not looking for a $1,500 desk or a treadmill desk you know until someone tells you hey did you hear about it right
0: this?
3: Right, right. After it's a thing, and that one's already kind of a thing, there is no SEO opportunity. They need to find, create new demand because they're inventors, and maybe start with social.
1: So, so like us, you deal with a lot of B to B stuff, uh, and so um, you know that always seems like a, a tougher thing than a B to C. You know, well, depending on what the thing is, right? But um, so in in B to B, you know what. You know, I guess what is like the toughest, craziest request you've ever had? I always like to know like, okay, so what is one where you looked at and you go, I don't even know if we should take this, but then it wound up turning around. Do you have anything like that? Well, there's, I mean, we talk to everybody.
3: That's another problem with search is we rank. And so when you rank, you just attract every random company, right? Who reaches out with random problems. Um, But I actually have a bias toward B2B. I love B2B clients. They make perfect sense to me because I'm a B2B marketer myself. Right. Um, and in a lot of ways, it's, uh, it's you know, they might have multiple decision makers. They might have a long sales cycle. There's certain, you know, challenges. It's a consultative process for buying lots of B2B things, especially services like, uh, like training or like web design. But um, uh, B2C to me is the weird one. B2C is very weird because those people are happy with just visits. They don't often, they don't even want yeah. the conversion sometimes, right? It's like, we just want awareness. Their goals might be brand awareness. It's like, I'm a, my life is about combining mouse traps and cheese, right. traffic and conversion rates. Right. But B B2, two B C marketers sometimes they're just all cheese. They don't even they're not even worried about they, they don't set up goals in the analytics. They're not worried about conversion. There's not a a a sales funnel. They they like Instagram. I think Instagram's weird. I just don't. Where's the link? Like it's not driving traffic. I'm confused. So uh, for me, uh, my comfort zone is actually B two B marketing, you know, content marketing for B2B and, um, you know, planning websites for that. But, uh, yeah, there are definitely some, you know, crazy, strange business models in every category, Um, things that uh, you'd never think, like, weirder than treadmill desks and, you know, under desk, uh, you know, stationary bikes.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, uh, uh, so we have a couple questions and please folks, uh, while we have Andy, get your questions in. So if you're trying to ask about, you know, how to get to the top of Google or content marketing or things that you see, uh, you know, or maybe piggyback off of some of these. So, um, so what are some of the coolest sort of newest innovative things in content marketing that you're, that you're seeing that, that. Uh, feel newer or maybe they're just traditional ones that we should always do,
3: you know well, this one to me is so effective that I I, I, has, I almost hesitate to share it because it's it's working so well and It's a channel that you and I love it's social. It's a platform that you and I love LinkedIn and uh, By the way quick shout out Jackson. That's a great tip. Like don't send your LinkedIn profile viewers to someone to a competitor. I'm changing that setting That was clever I didn't know that was possible um, but LinkedIn video so here's a tip anybody that's promoting any piece of content it is probably worth the time even if it's 20 minutes to turn on your camera and get your microphone set up right you can do a batch of them so you don't have to do your your hair every you know f- fancy uh, you know shave and nice shirt every time
1: I, I don't worry about that just so we're
3: clear <laughs> actually <laughs> Depending on who you talk to, hair and makeup is a big for a lot of women. They work hard. You know, it's like it might add ten minutes. You know, to the marketing tactic. Anyway, uh, if you do a do a batch of them, it's more efficient. But make a tiny commercial for whatever piece of content you're promoting, for whatever event you're promoting, for whatever your thing is. Right, it's time to do that. Put that into LinkedIn. LinkedIn is slamming these video content pieces to the top of their algorithm. My, I have a large network, but when I look at my LinkedIn feed, it's like all videos. Right. So put campaign tracking code on the link back to your site. Some people say that you have a better chance in their algorithm if you put the link actually in the first comment rather than in the post itself. Uh, use captions. I'm using Camtasia now to make captions so that whatever, you know, I'm introducing my content. It's a one minute video introducing this article I wrote. And then captions mean that the visitor will Stop as they scroll to their feed to see what see what it is and start listening or reading. The some of these ones that I've done they're driving like a hundred to two hundred clicks. One of them got more than a thousand clicks. Some of these things are are live and driving traffic for three four five days. Wow! Imagine yeah, you can create one social media post that can drive a hundred plus clicks and live for several days on social media. That's crazy.
1: Kate, are you listening? <laughs> She's in charge of social media. So. I'll,
3: I'll share examples. I just wrote a post about it. I could share, but there's uh It's it's um uh, it's extremely effective. It may not always remain so because a lot of us are going to flood the zone, and it might get more competitive or right. like, it might change. But uh, highly recommended.
1: You know what's interesting about that. You know what's playing in my head is we just uh, had a had a LinkedIn conversation a few weeks ago, and one of the one of the things that uh, uh, I think it was at Social Media Strategy Summit that one of the LinkedIn folks shared was that um, uh, LinkedIn is actually uh, being less favorable to posts that have links that take you away from LinkedIn because their goal is to keep them in the LinkedIn sure. platform. Um, do you have any tricks around that? Because obviously if you have a video running, you're gonna tell them to go somewhere, but any tips or tricks around that? You,
3: Well, I'm naturally at odds with LinkedIn when I use this tactic because my point is to drive traffic, right? <laughs> right, somewhere shoes. else, right. So, yeah, I'm not trying to help LinkedIn. I know that LinkedIn would probably tweak their algorithm eventually, or if they haven't already, or maybe it's always like this, um, to surface or push toward the top of social feeds uh, those posts that do not contain links but I'm forthright about it. I'm there to promote a piece of content. The trick yeah. that people are using is instead of putting the link into the post itself, they in the the post says the link is below and then yeah, after put in the the post goes, like, they put it in the first comment. Yeah. Right. So yeah,
1: that was sort of the general consensus. And then um, or give people a really hot domain in your video that they just, that you bought that they just can't like, you know, change, you know, they, they just can't forget. Yeah. Uh, Coolandy.com or something like that, right? So it's like, <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I call I call those vanity. I those I say those are the ones that you put on the highway on the billboard because the people can't text or type at that moment. So it has to be something they absolutely remember. Right. Like when he used to buy all the phone numbers that had the memorable uh pieces. Yeah. So yeah. um cool stuff. So uh so then, you know, so that that uh, one thing that that I'm always playing with, and maybe you can help us out on this too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be selfish here. So until more questions come in, I'm gonna ask some for us. Okay. So um, with um, I'm always torn. Is it better to uh, you know, because like a lot of times when you directly put a video on LinkedIn or on social media as content. Um, It it seems like it 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 affects the algorithm better and and it plays uh, More direct and it pre plays and just seems like it works better But then there's also the whole I've got it on YouTube I can put all these keywords in into my content on YouTube and then I can share that on Mm -hmm. social media and then I'm driving people back to my YouTube channel. How do you determine that balance, you know, or what works best, right? Well, Similar to the difference
3: between social and search, uh, the difference between social video and YouTube video, quite different actually. So these videos that I'm making for LinkedIn are me talking directly to my LinkedIn community and saying, you know, hey everybody, I made this thing and I want to tell you a little bit about it. And if you're interested, you know, here's a link and check it out. I think you might find value if you like X, Y, and Z. And then it's done, right? This thing is just, it's a social post. Really, it's like a fancy social media post. YouTube is more of a channel where you're going to be posting the content itself, right? The person who was watching a YouTube video isn't scrolling through a feed, they had intent. They clicked on a play button, right? It's a different thing. So what I'm doing is making these tiny commercials or one minute promotional videos, shooting them here, putting them in Camtasia, typing in all of the captions. Again, it's about a 20 minute turnaround. Uploading that to LinkedIn, writing the post with it, Mentioning other influencers that might be included in the content Putting the link that includes Google Analytics tracking code and that's it. That's it for the video YouTube is a channel I go to when I'm teaching like Okay, this post is kind of complex. It's like how to set up Google Analytics. I'm gonna make a video about that to supplement the article Where should that live? It should definitely live in link in YouTube
1: Yeah, right? that's, that's awesome. Yeah No, that makes total sense Jackson. Hopefully you heard all that and Work with Kate now, yeah, and so that's cool. And then uh, you gave us the link here, so we'll make sure everybody gets this blog post: how to make, um, how to make social media videos. That's super duper cool. Oh yeah, so he just Jackson just sent it out to there everybody. Yeah, uh, nice. And we'll tweet that out as well. But um, yeah, so that's interesting. So uh, so you notice, you know, we do a lot of stuff with influence marketing because you're in the influence factory, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully because you're in Chicago, we're we're starting these new broadcast shows uh, from our studio here at Tech Nexus. And so hopefully you'll, because you're in town, it'll make it easier for maybe you to join us at one of these live networking simulcast events. Um, So what's interesting is that you mentioned, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, tagging a few of the folks in the video, so you're intentionally, in shooting these videos, are you pre-plotting and planning the influencers that you wanna sorta be seen with, hang out with, attached to? What's your viewpoint on all that? Yes, yes,
3: yes, so that goes, that. That starts long before I make the video. That's just an aspect of the content itself, of the article itself. So let me see, I'll see if this article, it's, here includes it includes one, I'm sure it does. Almost everything I do includes at least one one quote. So here's the tactic, you're trying to make, for search, you're trying to make the best piece of content on the internet for that topic. An expert can make it a better article, so that quality helps. Yeah. For, for social, if you include other people in your content, it's sort of optimized for social because now there's another person invested in it, an ally. And creating content is an ally in promoting content. That tactic, sometimes known as ego bait.
1: <laughs> I've never I've, heard
3: that.
2: Ego I've bait. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So Dean is in my. Is there someone in this one? Usually there is. No, I don't think I have any quotes from influencers here. Oh yeah, there is. At the very bottom, there's a thing, there's a quote from uh, Sean Callahan from LinkedIn, and he's talking about how LinkedIn. Videos work great for LinkedIn itself, but yeah, that's ego bait, right? Sean definitely is sharing this. Sean's promoting it, you know. And now, when I share it on LinkedIn with that little video, I've got someone to mention. I can just say, "Thanks, Sean, for contributing." Right? If you don't fill your content with people, if there aren't at least a couple of influencers, ideally people with social media followings included in your content, you don't have those mention opportunities right away. There is later a mention opportunity because even if I don't put anyone in my content, the post goes live. Uh, three days later anyone who commented is someone I can mention when I share it again saying thank you for the comments Dean thanks for commenting uh, and another trick this is a good social media trick if I share if this article goes live and I begin by sharing it on Twitter and five people re- retweet it now I can go share it two days later on LinkedIn and mention the people who tweeted it So now I know they read it, they liked it, right? I'm thanking them in LinkedIn for something they did in Twitter. Yes. The streams, jump over, jump out of that one network into the other network, mention the people who were engaged elsewhere, and you've got an excuse, right? So just put any piece of content that you're promoting two days after you launched it into Buzzsumo, see who shared it in that, you know, you can, it'll kind of show you who engaged, and then you can mention them when you share it again, sometimes on a separate network. It's called like a, I call it crossing the streams, but yeah, the idea is don't post without mentioning. It's like a giant missed opportunity.
1: Yeah, that's cool. We have a sort of a 20 minute a day in our social selling program, which you've seen in the past and uh, we call it cross connect, but I like crossing the streams. That's, uh, that's like a cool.
3: ghostbusters so, reference. Yeah. Yes,
1: I know. That's what I was thinking. So uh, hashtag crossing the streams and hashtag cross connect. So there you go. Mm-hmm. So um, now that's, that's super cool. And so, um, and, and you know what's interesting is I've never had anybody like get upset with me that I've mentioned them in anything. And people have this hesitation because they're like, oh, I need permission because, you know, I deal with a lot with financial planners, banks and compliant level because of my time at Merrill Lynch that I that I worked at. And so I, I attract a lot of those networks and I'm like, it's OK, it's safe. People will appreciate you, <laughs> you know, yeah. but they're afraid, you know, it's it's crazy. <sighs> I'm glad
3: you brought that up because I get that question too. If I'm speaking at a conference, people say, well, do you have to get permission or is it spammy? Like I don't want to mention, no, guess what? Everybody wakes up in the morning hoping to be mentioned. <laughs> they want to be, I mean, right. when you look at your stream, don't you want to see, right? It's like the heart in Instagram or it's the, 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 the bell icon in Twitter, people hope to be mentioned. So it's not like email, email has to sit in your inbox until the person deals with it. But social is a fast flowing stream. The person can just ignore it, right? They want, and people like the exposure. So, the one time that you don't like it is if um, has, maybe this has happened to you. I launched an article that I think you might like. So, I mention you in LinkedIn, and you're like, why did I get mentioned in this? Am I, am I in this article? What, what are you just? It's like knocking on someone's door and running away.
1: Yeah. Mention people who are engaged or related to that piece somehow. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. Sometimes I'll get man, mentioned in random stuff, and then I wind up, you know, I, I talk to the person, I, I really try to get them on the phone and coach them away from, hey, listen, this is not proper use, and I don't appreciate that, and I'm going to have to block you if we continue, this relationship will not continue this way, even though we'll remain yeah. uh, fr- friends in, in, you know, real life. But, um, but it is funny how many people just don't get it, and Lori even said that her first thought was, as we were talking about this, was spam and, and how to ask for permission. But, but really uh, I think if, as long as you follow the best practices of what Andy just spoke about, you're safe, you know, it, 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 you're safe.
3: Yeah. You should be thanking people. You're mentioning people because you're mostly thanking them for sharing, for commenting or for contributing. Right. But if you just mention people, if I just mention Dean randomly, that's not a thank you. So it's weird
1: yeah and it's um, yeah, it's um it, that that does feel spammy. And then, um, uh, Lori says, I think it works better if you're only using social like tagging for personal reasons. Um, but but, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know, i I don't think I don't think I've ever had an instance when I share something unless it's related to like social media strategy some, and I know we were all there and I want everybody mm-hmm. to, to like, Hey, you know what I feature, but I'm featuring you in the blog. I'm not like, like just randomly tagging a bunch of people on something that has nothing to do with what that's featuring them. So I don't
3: know. Well, so it, we're here at influencer factory. So, so what, the concept is something like this. You write an article about topic X, you know, three influencers who are relevant to topic X, you reach out to them while you're writing and say, would you mind contributing a quote? They're happy for the exposure, right? I've insta- I drop everything I'm doing when people offer to include me in their content. I would happily contribute to anything anyone's working on, and included, you know, who's on this webinar. And then it goes live. I'm in it. They notify me. I share it. Then if they if they notified me in what well, by mentioning me in LinkedIn, I'm going to comment and sh- and like it in LinkedIn. And those that early engagement really helps that post rank higher in. Uh, the LinkedIn algorithm. It's a way to beat the algorithms, right? You want to create quick visibility. Yes. You want to create quick engagement to improve the visibility of that social post. So uh, there's a, you're going to have a much easier time promoting anything as long as it includes people in it.
1: Crazy. All right. A couple other questions that are popping in here. So Google has offered a lookalike audience feature in AdWords, but does it work? And have you tried it? Is it effective?
3: Oh, I'm not not the best person to ask because I'm I'm not an advertiser. Yeah. I've never really bought any uh, traffic that way. Um, But I would say probably yes. I mean, Google, and, and you know what? If you're not sure, those PPC stuff is so easy to measure the effectiveness of. I mean, analytics has a section called AdWords. You'll see the conversion rate. If your goals are properly set up, you'll see the conversion rate. Any of these ideas, if they're easily tracked are worth experimenting with, some weird new, you know, some type of uh I heard Quora, ads on Quora. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Quora has an ad platform now.
2: Right. Um, and you can so, advertise
3: yeah. on on specific questions. Here's a fun trick. Yeah. Search Quora for your competitors' names. If your competitors are mentioned in any questions in Quora, buy ads just on those questions so that your name appears right next to your competitor's name. Would it work? You find out. It's so easily tracked that it is, experimentation is uh, usually well worth the small budget in
1: uh, advertising. Yeah. So, uh, Kate, that might be a good thing for SCI, you know, just, uh, and because Quora has like so many different questions being asked out there. I, man, I forgot all about that too. It's uh, back on the map, back on the Quora's map. Quora's awesome. Yeah. So you do a lot of analytics, and uh, and then so you're also setting up uh, tracking links, right? Because you mentioned that earlier, mm-hmm. um, as conversion links. I, I don't know what the best terminology is, but in doing that, do you use um, do you use uh, do you go straight to Google for that, or do you use other third-party products for Google tr- for tracking links, or how does that, how do you see yeah. that? Yeah. So it's called campaign tracking code, as in
3: any specific deliberate action to drive traffic. So an email would be a campaign, an ad would be a campaign. Um, you know, if you speak at a conference and you you know share a link afterwards, you might that you might consider that a campaign. So anytime that you want to that you're tracking traffic to your site from some other source, you may know, track it separately. You need to add campaign tracking code, which is three parameters they're called that appear at the end of the link. It's like all that junk that you see in your address bar all the time. Right. Click on any li- any email. From any big brand and you'll notice in the address bar it'll say utm source equals blah 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 utm medium equals blah 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 utm campaign equals blah 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 so those three things the source the medium and the and the campaign name are what allows google analytics to report on that visitor separately so medium equals email source equals newsletter right campaign equals you know uh main newsletter now, I, in my analytics, in the acquisition section, I can look at the campaign reports and see, ah, that newsletter brought this many visitors. They saw this yeah. many pages. They spent this much time. The difference is your email service provider doesn't only shows you open and click-through rates, but after the click, time on page, pages per visit, conversion rate. That's all in analytics, but only if you segment those people out using these campaign tracking codes. Um, it's a uh, it's a simple trick, actually. It feels like duct tape. It's a weird that it works. It's a, it's just this stuff at the in the address bar, but it's one of the basic digital marketing skills. Once you learn to do that, you, um, you'll realize that uh, any specific thing you're doing wherever, you'll know whether it was worth the money.
1: Yeah, and uh, Joe was just uh, coaching us internally on our our team about this, about because we have campaigns where we're launching things in various cities, but we're using social media and email and da 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 for Dallas, and so we're adding a market to that too. So it's um, because we're launching two separate audiences in each market, like an end user market and a channel market. So it's like, okay, so now we got to add like that piece so that we can understand and filter. That's what you would do too. Right?
3: Yeah. And that article that I shared um, explains exactly how I do this in that case. So I'm adding the, it's somewhere in there. Step, step six. (laughs) It sounds complicated. It's not. It's a add campaign tracking code to the link in the article. So it's just, you have the link and you add a source, a medium, and a name. And these URL builders, they're called. Google has one. There's lots of them. It puts all that stuff at the end of the link. That's the link you're going to put into social media. Or that's the link you put into your webinar or your email or whatever your campaign is.
1: Yeah, awesome. Uh, Jimmy Z asks, uh, have you used pixel tracking on Facebook? Sure. It's almost
3: standard. Everything and Quora has a pixel now. Um, there's a LinkedIn pixel, right? Yep. So uh, what those platforms want to do is tell you that they're awesome and tell you that they're valuable and tell you that they're that you could do better tracking. So they're all encouraging us to add the tracking pixel to all of our websites. Um, the best way to do that is with a tool called Google Tag Manager.
1: Oh, okay, Google Tag is, Manager.
3: Yeah. Yep, and um, so a tracking pixel is a, is a, a marketing tag uh, analytics, JavaScript as a marketing tag, anything that you add to your website to do to track something. Uh, these are called tags, I guess. So Google has a product that manages all these tags. So instead of having to put that thing on your website, you just put it inside Tag Manager and put Tag Manager on your website. It's a, it's a you know, ask your web developer for a little help. But once it's yeah. there, it's very easy. You'll never need a programmer again. You know, do you want to try something new? want to test a tool, you got the free trial for some fancy thing, um, you can just put it into tag manager. But yeah, of course, you know, we should be adding all those tags. Um, there's a Chrome plugin where you can see every tag on anyone's website. It's called ghostery.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Joe was showing us that too. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. Of course, it's distracting if you're not like in the, in the mood for mm-hmm. tracking all that, you know? Yeah, it's like, what are they tracking? What are they watching for me? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Now what are they taking? Yeah. <laughs> same thing we're taking on the other side. Yeah. One <laughs> uh, of the challenges we see, and I don't know that you said you don't do a lot of uh, PPC, but um, what's interesting to us is it seems like when we're doing these uh, Google or these analytics, like the same, we have the same Gmail account that has an analytics account and one that has an AdWords account, but yet you still have to manually piece them together on both sides. Google hasn't found a way to integrate itself. Have you seen that or do you know what we're
3: Yeah, it's um this to me uh probably falls under that topic of governance and it's a problem for a lot of people. Right. So what I recommend, and this is um actually a lot of people don't do this, but if you create one email address that's like your master key, right? Wouldn't it be nice to have like one key that opened your office in your house, in your mailbox, in your padlock? So you can make them you could just create one account and use that account as the admin for analytics, AdWords. Google My Business, your domain registrar, all these different things can use the same account. And that way, you know, socialjackmaster at gmail.com is the one account that you never give to anyone else and that you use to grant or remove access to other people. And you know that if you have turnover in your company, right, Jackson moves on, whatever happens, you've got the keys. You've got the keys. So, um, yeah, if you think about all the different logins you have. Look at the ones that really do belong to the brand, like AdWords or Analytics, um, or Google My Business, your local listings, and just set them all up on the same same account.
1: Yeah, it's uh, just interesting how I don't know, it just, uh, and then real quick, cause we're running out of, I always run out of time with you and I always have like 10 more questions at the end, but I know where to find you. So that's a good thing.
3: Lightning mode, lightning round. Lightning, yeah, lightning
1: password. round. Uh, super quick with uh, business uh, profiles or cards or Google business, whatever the heck they call it. It seems like that should be an, an automatic and part of all of our search engine marketing, right? So making sure we get on the map and do that. So what's your hot tips for making sure we do that right or, or what are things we want to consider?
3: Google is looking at many sources of data to confirm that there is a business in that place with that name. So you want consistent and complete uh, listings everywhere that your business appears. All these internet yellow pages, all of these directories, any kind of like, uh, if you're a member of an association, anywhere where your name, address, and phone number, the NAP appear together, you want them to all be the same. Use the same spelling, the same version, right? Everything's the same. So nowadays a lot of us just pay for it Maz Local is a way to do that. It's ah. like 100 bucks a year. Put yourself up in a Maz Local, or just go to Maz Local and check your business, and it will show you which ones are complete, which ones are duplicate, or which ones are are inaccurate. And um, uh, then it'll like for 100 bucks you can fix it. 100 bucks a year it keeps them fixed for you. That's, oh, that's the cool. shortcut.
1: Yeah, that's super cool. Super duper duper cool. All right. Um, so that's, uh, that's about what we have time for. I'm going to put a, another uh, quick uh, polling thing on here, and then, Andy, just stick with us to the end. We're going to have a, a Starbucks uh, card winner. Uh, we always ask that. And so while you're um, – thinking about this, we always ask, what's the one thing you're going to put into action that Andy spoke about that you're going to do immediately besides go to his website and read this blog and download some cool stuff? Um, but if you want to um, uh, grow your influence up on the screen, uh, uh, Andy, how do you spell that Moz Local? Is that M-O-S, right? M-O-Z. It's M-O-Z, thank you. Yep. M-O-Z. Mm-hmm. Right, so there's a poll up on your screen. We're gonna give you 20 seconds to answer that. Uh, Up next, um, we're gonna have Brian Wallace, infographic expert who had uh, some uh, infographics that went wild. And Andy, we didn't really talk about infographics, which are another point of content. You still like them?
3: I do, I do. Visuals are powerful. Uh, um, They're very easy to consume. People like them. They still get lots of shares. they might feel a little worn and tired out for us as marketing as, as marketers because we see tons right. of them. But in lots of niches, they're, they're still very few.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, so with that being said, we're going to invite Jackson and Kate back on, and then uh, welcome, you know, for our guests, uh, who was featured in New York Times, Forbes, and Mashable, uh, founder of Now Sourcing and 2,000 plus infographics. I can't even imagine 2,000 plus infographics, Kate. That's crazy. Um, So, uh, Kate, what are you going to do differently? I want to hear the number one thing because we're going into our marketing meeting next, so there's probably 20 things we're going to do differently. What's the number one takeaway?
0: Um, I took a lot of notes for tools because I love tools that make my job easier. So I got a lot of things to research right now.
1: Okay, okay. So, Jackson, a takeaway for you?
2: Uh, I really like the thing that you said early on in the beginning. Uh, It was that you – with the social sharing, it was commenting and saying, you know, Dean, thank you for uh, the comments. Thank you for commenting, and I like that. I like the, you know, uh, bringing engagement from yeah. people that just, you know, mentioning them when you reach when you share the post. Again, I I really enjoyed that, and I, I think that's something I'm gonna start doing. And I yeah, you know, I just never thought about it that way. So yeah, no, really like say,
3: I'll put it this way: everyone knows content optimized for search includes keywords. Not everyone sees it this way, though, and it's totally true. Content optimized for social media includes people. Fill your content yeah. with people. It's great for yeah. social.
1: Right. It's people, yeah. social. Get it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. It must be us in hospitality <clears> stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, Uh, let's see Julie's gonna work on Google listing being consistent Lori's uh, gonna work on playing with uh, Cora we have folks that are gonna be uh, uh, doing some of the LinkedIn tricks content tricks so it's um, it's good and so uh, Andy uh, I'm sure I have your permission but I'm gonna blog about this because this is there's so many hot things in here and then we have the links I believe to articles on your website but if you leave here today and you go oh I should have given them this one or point us to this one just send those after the fact and we'll put them in in there as well. And then people that want to connect to you, um, let's see, I think we have your uh, channel up here at Crestedonia, but your Orbit Media as well is the main website, right?
3: Yep, orbitmedia.com slash blog. I write an article every two weeks, so it's not going to flood your inbox. Uh, LinkedIn's probably my best social network, and I should talk about it more. The book, the book just came out, the fifth edition. That's right, I,
1: I forgot to mention that.
3: This is, it's, Big, it's bigger than before. (laughs) The old book was big, I added 100 pages, it's everything I know about digital marketing, The, the illustrated handbook for content.
1: So if if I want to get a signed copy, would I meet you for a craft beer on uh, Ravenswood Brewery Row or whatever that is up there? Or is it a bourbon uh, on the other side of the street? (laughs) Either or. (laughs) Good. Okay. We're definitely going to make that date. So, uh, all right, Cole. Well, thank you so much for uh, being part of the program, Jackson. uh, Who's our winner today?
2: Our winner for today is Robert Burns.
1: Robert gets a Starbucks card. Now, Robert, remember, you have to take a technique that Andy or we spoke about on today's program. Take that Starbucks card, meet somebody new on social, invite them to Starbucks, engage with them, and then use the Starbucks card to actually buy them that latte or whatever it is they're drinking or tea. Probably it's probably more of an iced tea or iced coffee. So. Hey,
3: if that's Toronto, Robert Burns. Yes. Good to see it. I'm glad you're here. It's been a long time. I met, I met I met Rob first like way back, probably four or five years ago at Social Media Marketing World. Great guy.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, no, and he um and actually he's been a long-standing member of our world here as well. So it's just a small world, right? Yeah. Yeah, good I'm stuff. Down to Chicago so, for
3: that Starbucks, Rob. We'll, we'll,
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll use our there. we'll use our cards too. So we'll we'll treat if you get down here. And I'm not sure if that plane ticket will handle it, but who cares? You know, it's all about being social. Um, all right, so, and, uh, uh, oh, and Lori's, uh, Lori's always, oh, Lori, I think you always hold the record for the greatest engagement and highest number of content. Jackson, give Lori another Starbucks card, too. Lori's okay. Like, yeah, she's,
2: like, top in my book here. Oh, yeah, every week she's always so on top of things.
1: Yeah, right on. So, shout and out she to she
0: tweets her. to us every week, too.
1: All oh, right, yeah, so give her, give her a Starbucks card, yeah, for sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> she, she says, I'm alone in an office all day. <laughs> all right everybody well from all of us uh, here at social jack headquarters and andy we're all chicago except jackson northwest indiana today but uh thank you for being on thank you for playing with us and watch for the blog to come out and we'll summarize all these great tips andy thank you so much for being friends and family of the program and of us and for all your knowledge and sharing it with us we appreciate you so much
3: my pleasure
0: all right everybody we'll see you online take care bye guys